Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. It's good to be back, and it's good to be back here in Studio B at the headquarters for the Saints and the Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly, and we uh, had a very nice all-star slash Mardi Gras break, and I hope that you had a great holiday as well. But we're back in the saddle, and we better be because it is busy right now across across the NBA and the NFL. On the NBA side, it's because obviously games are starting up again post-All-Star break, but today is the trade deadline in the NBA. And as we record this podcast today, one deal already in the books. Uh, The highlight of that deal would be Aaron Aflalo, is off to the Portland Trailblazers as they continue their pursuit of a higher seed and, of course, home court advantage in the playoffs. And then there's the Goran Dragic news uh, bouncing around. Uh, does Kevin Garnett come back to uh, Minneapolis? Wow, that'd be something. And then apparently the uh, Thunder and the Nets are uh, speaking of a different deal that may involve Reggie Jackson. And while the Pelicans may or may not make a deal today, um, some of these other teams that are – I guess, in the rumor mill, this has an impact upon the Pelicans here on this Thursday in the fact that if Phoenix does get rid of Goran Dragic, makes that move, he says he's not coming back, that he doesn't trust the Suns anymore. How does that change Phoenix, who's right there with the Pelicans in that chase for eight in the uh, NBA playoffs out of the Western Conference? And then does uh, the Reggie Jackson situation, does Oklahoma City get better? Do they get worse if they pull off a deal. I mean, this the, today is a big day. There's no doubt about that. Joel Myers, of course, uh, from not only uh, Fox Sports New Orleans, but NBA Radio on Sirius XM is uh, here with us on the podcast today to look ahead at the stretch here for the NBA season and the goings-on today with regard to the trade deadline. So we have a very busy Thursday on that front. Meanwhile, on the NFL front, obviously the NFL Draft Combine is in full swing now at Indianapolis, and we have our man on the scene, John DeShazer, uh, covering for NewOrleansSaints.com, is set to join us and give us his first take uh, on the goings-on at Indy today. Uh, John will be talking about, um, well, I think there's some specialty positions and a high-profile one at that, a quarterback uh, taking center stage today at the Combine 
and he will also preview what's going to happen in the next 48 hours there at Lucas Oil Stadium as well. So we've got both fronts covered for you. It's very busy, and it's a perfect day for us to jump back in with you here after a quick All-Star and a Mardi Gras break. Um, one more thing, uh, the tough news about Drew Holiday uh, will be uh, talked about by Ryan Anderson on today's podcast, and it looks like Anthony Davis uh, is going to give it a go tomorrow night at, our, at Orlando. I don't think we're going to know for sure until tomorrow morning, but Davis did speak to the media after practice yesterday, and we'll share some of that with you as well. So we need to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll jump into all this stuff today, and we'll start on the NFL side with John DeShazer. He's with us from Indy at the Combine next. The New Orleans Pelicans are having a sale. Right now, pick any three games for as low as $24 with the Special Man plan. I want to go to the Nets, Heat, and Grizzlies. You have to see the Special Man. Let him have it. With no problem. Say, I say, you say, I say. Get your Pelicans three-game plan today. See the Special Man. I got the $24. Let him have it. We'll put you in a great seat today with no problem. Visit pelicans.com to get your Special Man plan today. Hi, I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about. Until two weeks ago, I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. It is a good thing that Lucas Oil Stadium is an indoor facility at the NFL Combine because, uh, as John DeShazer reported, well, he didn't report, he texted me yesterday, uh, it's frigid in Indianapolis. Hopefully you're staying warm, J.D. Well, I am. I think more choice words on that for you, and uh, you don't need to let the public know that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's freezing here be um, minus six tonight and I think the high today is supposed to be six. So I'm a southern boy. I'm not used to this. And uh, as soon as I can get out of it, I'd like very much to get back to Louisiana. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, at least set the scene for me. Where are we at here on uh, this uh, Thursday at the NFL Combine? Well, basically, uh, today's edition will have uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs speaking to the media in waves. In fact, some wide receivers are running through right now. You get a chance to talk to the guys, see what they're, you know, of course everybody's saying all the right things right now about how they want to do anything it is that an NFL team would ask them to do. But we'll get to talk to some select guys. Uh, among those guys, Jameis Winston is probably going to talk to the quarterback from Florida State, uh, Marcus Mariota, the quarterback from Oregon, also the running backs from LSU, Terrence McGee and Kenny Hilliard. So we'll get a chance to speak to those guys. And if we're fortunate, you know, I don't want to I don't want to sell myself short here or sell myself long, so to speak. But um, we might give us a chance to interview with uh, maybe Coach Payton and, and, and maybe Loomis from the Saints. So we'll see how those hold up. But we know we'll get at least uh, a round with those other guys. Let's go back to the quarterbacks for a moment. How significant, John, is it that both Mariota and Winston are going to throw at the Combine this year? Well, I think it's big from the standpoint of, you know, it shows that the guys, they're willing to compete because um, it's a competitive situation. If you're going out there and you're going to throw, you want to be the best at what you do. And I think a lot of franchises like to see that out of these guys, even though they're going to have their own individual pro days and the pristine conditions and everything's going to be perfect back on their respective college campuses. 
to get here in this atmosphere and to throw where there are other quarterbacks who are trying to knock you off your pedestal says that they're willing to compete to remain the number one pick or the number two pick or those two guys slotted in the draft. They're probably going to be, well, they're not probably going to be. They will be the first two quarterbacks taken. So it's just a matter of where they're selected, you know, whether it's number one at Tampa Bay and number two or, or on down the line. But they're willing to compete. And I think that shows the franchises a lot. They like to see these guys are willing to compete in this kind of environment. John, take away the quarterbacks. Give me the other storylines that are brewing right now at the Combine, whether it be um, a 30,000-feet type storyline or perhaps a player or two that that can make a move here this week. Well, I mean, you know, some of the wide receivers you want to see what happens with now. A big thing will be who's going to be the number three quarterback. You know, Bryce Penny from Baylor had an opportunity to kind of solidify that spot at the Senior Bowl. He didn't do a whole lot during the Senior Bowl or the Senior Bowl week. He wasn't necessarily impressive. So there's an opportunity from, for some guys to maybe jump ahead of him. Maybe the quarterback from Oregon State, Sean Manning, maybe can, can leapfrog ahead of him. So there will be some opportunities for some guys to move. Nick Marshall from Auburn, we know he was a quarterback at Auburn. Now they're trying to transition into to defensive back. He played defensive back during his freshman season at Georgia before he transferred to Auburn. Can he make that transition for an NFL team? Because he's not going to be an NFL quarterback unless he's going to be a read option guy. And there aren't a lot of teams doing that. So if he tries to remain a quarterback, he's going to limit his options. But if he remain, but if he moves to defensive back, every team in the league, all 32, will take a look at him as opposed to maybe five or six if he wants to stay a read option quarterback. So you have those kinds of storylines. And then the, court, the, the wide receiver from, from Missouri who sat out basically all of last year, Dorian Green, can he rehabilitate his image? Because he's had some difficulties. We know Doriel, excuse me, Green Beckham. Can he rehabilitate his image? Because he's had some problems you know, at the collegiate level. He's a huge target, 6'6", six, six. a great player, but he's had problems off the field. He's one of those kids, if he can tell the team the right things during interviews, maybe he can up his stock in the NFL. Because right now he's a huge risk, hasn't played a lot of college football for um, either Missouri and then he transferred to Oklahoma and wasn't able to play there. But will he be able to cut it in the NFL? Everybody knows he has the physical tools. Will he have the emotional and mental tools to make it? Ah, good point. All those things do get fleshed out a bit at the Combine. John DeShazer is there covering for NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, John, let's zero in on the Saints real quick. I know that you're in between a task at the Combine right now. Uh, if you had to say what the priorities are for the Saints here at Indianapolis, what would they be? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, you know, you look and you see needs uh, at, at obviously in the defensive backfield, specifically a cornerback, and you see some needs maybe on, on the offensive line. But a lot of what the Saints do in the draft is going to be predicated on what they're able to do in free agency. Now, we know, you know, theoretically they're cash-strapped. You know, they're over the salary cap by $20 million, but we know that they've been over the salary cap the last three, four years. They managed to get under the salary cap. They managed to sign a choice free agent or two, and they're able to kind of keep them keep the train rolling. So a lot of what they do in the draft is going to be predicated on what they do in free agency. If they're not able to find that, you know, cornerback that they maybe are looking for, they'll have to maybe address it in the draft. If they're not able to find that offensive lineman they're looking for, maybe they have to address it in the draft. But a lot of it's predicated on what they're able to do in unrestricted free agency. John, lastly, you mentioned earlier you might have the chance today to uh, speak with either Sean Payton or Mickey Loomis or both. Um, what's on your on your uh, notepad there as far as things that you'd like to ask those two gentlemen, whether it's about the combine or otherwise? Well, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk to Coach Payton about you know his, the new additions to his coaching staff that have been announced. So, you know, just give him to give us a thumbnail sketch on each one of those guys and see 
you know, what made him feel like they were a good fit for the Saints. You know, we also know that Nick Lewis says that the franchise has a 20-point plan going into the offseason. You know, we want to find out where they are in that plan in terms of getting the team under the salary cap and getting to the point where they want to be in free agency and how they're stacking up, you know, looking at these draft potential draft picks. You know, just kind of talk to them about, you know, maybe not necessarily what players they've talked to, you know, interviewed since they've been here in Indianapolis because they probably not got to show their hands on that. But the kinds of questions that they're looking to ask those guys when they speak to them you know, about their football knowledge and about their background. Because you only get 15 minutes with these guys. It's a really small window, and there's a lot of information that has to be packed into that window. So just try, try to get a look into what they're looking to talk to these guys about when you do interview them. Well, we've tried to pack a lot into our small window with you today, J.D., and as always, we uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll be looking for more of your work on NewOrleansSaints.com. Well, I'm looking forward to get back at it. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, the the good thing is, I know you're going to, to Florida with the Pels, so you know, one, get these guys well, but two, you know, it's going to be cold there. So that's my solace. It's going to be cold in Florida for you guys. You know, not quite as cold as it is here, but at least I get a little bit of you know a break to, to know that you guys are going to be cold too. Is that what we would call a parting shot, there, JD? <laughs> That's a little something across the bow for you and you, for you and Mr. Mr. Wesley Wednesday. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we'll have to wait till next week on that. Uh, JD, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm hoping that we can visit again if your schedule allows. Oh, of course, of course, always, man. You're my partner. You're my dog. So, you know, I'm there. <laughs> All right. Well, stay inside, will you? I'll at least wish you that piece of advice. Yeah. Anything outside is not something for me. I went outside. I made the mistake of walking to the store yesterday. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. I have not been beaten up by weather like that in a long time, and I don't want to. I don't anticipate being beaten up like that ever again because I'm not going to do it. I don't want anybody to think that you're getting soft on me, though, John. No, I admit it. I admit it. I'm old and I'm soft. You know, I don't. I don't take the weather like I used to, especially anything. Anything that's minus anything, I got to stay away from. That's John DeShazer. You can follow him on Twitter, at John DeShazer. Otherwise, you'll see him on NewOrleansSaints.com. And right back here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report as we continue our coverage of the NFL Combine. Back after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue now on the NBA side. And speaking of the NBA, Joel Myers is up there when it comes to knowing his stuff. Of course, the voice on the television side of the Pelicans for Fox Sports New Orleans and also a host with NBA Radio on Sirius XM. We welcome in Joel Myers to get us started out of the All-Star break. Uh, Hello and uh, welcome back, sir. (laughs) 
trying to recover. Fat Tuesday was as good as it gets. A little chilly, but the afternoon, actually, walked even to the quarter, Carol and I, and it was beautiful weather in the afternoon. So Zulu Parade, Rex, Endymion, Orpheus, Toad, we saw them all. It was really a great Mardi Gras weekend. Hey, Joel, you've got some juice now with the guys up in New York. Can you can you find a way to make sure that the All-Star break and Mardi Gras always coincide with each other? Because it seemed to be just perfect for me. Yeah, wasn't it nice? <laughs> it was. And, you know, it's only going to get better for us because, uh, from what I hear, they're talking starting the season a little bit earlier. And I'm talking about around mid-October, and they're going to look at that so that we don't have as many back-to-backs and as many four-nights, five-cities. So the product will be better. Uh, what is it, 18 back-to-backs for the Pelicans this year? Yes. And then that way there won't be, and there's more. Teams have 20, upwards of 20 to 22, some teams this year. So get down to 12 or 14, manageable, and the product on the floor will be that much better. It seems, Joel, we have a very active new commissioner in Adam Silver, don't we? Well, he's user-friendly. He gets it, actually, which is nice. And, and it, as I said, because I've been on Sirius XM every day, it seems, uh, there needs to be detente between him and Michelle Roberts, the head of the Players Association. So that will happen. There's plenty of time. Players are going to definitely opt out. There's no question about that after another couple of years of this current agreement at the end of the 15-16 season. But uh, it's a really good time for the NBA. And Adam Silver, he is user-friendly. He understands, and he's also talked about the playoff format uh, because of what's going on in the West with the potential of the six division winners and then the next ten best. And not doing away with conferences or divisions. You know, there are certain rivalries you don't want to lose to begin with during the regular season. And and hopefully those will continue and exist. But to get the best there, there should never, ever be a situation, Sean, that you have sub-500 teams go to the postseason. And this year we could have two, the seven and eight in the Eastern Conference. Joel, do we even have rivalries anymore in the NBA? I mean, if you objectively yeah. looked at it, what would you say they are? Oh, San Antonio, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, uh, Lakers, Warriors. Uh, there's a lot. It's regional, and that's why it's fun. And the Pelicans will have that. Uh, first of all, they should be in the division with Miami, Orlando, and Atlanta. And I think it would happen if they were regionally in a division like that. But that exists. It truly exists. When Seattle was in the Northwest with Portland, they were wars. They were great. And that's still, to a certain extent, the Knicks and the Celtics. There are still rivalries. They still matter. And, and hopefully, maybe some realignments will even further that process. Joel, before we get to the games that are set to begin again here after the All-Star break, uh, let's focus in on the trade deadline, which occurs today in the NBA. Um, who moves? Who goes where? What do you think? Well, LaFlano's already gone. Yep. He's gone. Uh, Denver is going to get Barton, Claver, Robinson's expiring $3.6 million contract, plus a protected first-rounder in 16 and 17. And, well, if Portland is not a play uh, a lottery team, that will be two second-rounders. Actually, it's 15, 16, and then it turns into two second-rounders in 17. So if LaMarcus Aldridge stays, they're a playoff team. If he leaves, then all bets are off, and Denver might get a first-rounder out of it. Uh, right now, Andre Miller has already moved. He's going back to George Carl in Sacramento. Sessions is headed to the Washington Wizards, and then the the talks are heating up right now. And by the time uh, we hit the plane this afternoon to head to Orlando, it looks like uh, OKC is going to have Brooke Lopez after all, and Reggie Jackson is going to head to Brooklyn. There's also speculation and talk, and maybe it's done as we speak, 
uh, but Kevin Garnett waving his no-trade clause, going back to where he started his career and has been gone for the last eight years, but then calling it a career as a Minnesota Timberwolf with Thaddeus Young going to Brooklyn. So if Brooklyn gets those deals done, they upgrade athletically big time with Reggie Jackson in the backcourt and then Thaddeus Young down to the four. What does Phoenix do with Goran Dragic? Well, they're up against a wall, and the owner's not happy. So Miami has already reportedly offered two first-rounders, 17 and 19, and they've kind of scoffed at that. But they have to move him because they don't want to eventually get zero for him. So something's got to happen before 3 o'clock Eastern. If nothing does happen, or even if it does, does Phoenix get thrown into some turmoil here? And I bring this up because the Pelicans are chasing the Suns right now. Well, it also benefits Oklahoma City, don't forget. Oklahoma City's got 29 games left, Sean. 17 of those 29 are on their home floor. So they've got a real advantageous schedule. They've got a healthy group back. McGarry is going to help them. Adams comes back about two weeks from now. Um, They may have Brooke Lopez as well because Reggie Jackson really hasn't been a factor. So they may get Lopez, and then there'll be expiring contracts leaving, whether it's Kendrick Perkins with Jackson or whoever it might be. But there's going to be to match salaries because Lopez is about 15, 16 million. Uh, so it, it, beyond Phoenix, you know, and they've got turmoil. And I've been told from the inside there that it has not been chemistry-wise what they anticipated. Now all the guards are speaking out. So they had a good thing going with Bledsoe and Dragic, and they messed it up over the summer. It's, that, that's the bottom line. They had a great thing going. In fact, when they were healthy last year, Bledsoe and Dragic, the starters, they were 23-11. and 11. They, should have, they were playing bluff with Bledsoe over the summer and, and should have given them the deal, solved that part of the equation early, then extended Dragic, and now you got your backcourt for years to come, a 28-year-old Dragic, a 24-year-old Bledsoe, and then add, whether it's a D.J. Augustine type or a backup guard, something like that, then that would have been the perfect scenario. But Isaiah Thomas is a ball-dominant guard. He may be a lead, but he's a scoring guard. So it, they're, they're messed up right now to the point where I don't consider them, and I may be dead wrong, wouldn't be the first time this morning, uh, but I don't consider them a real viable eight seed anyway at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, hey, Joel, grab your crystal ball for me. Let's talk Pelicans here for a moment. No holiday for probably three to four weeks at best. Um, but you get da- Davis and uh, Anderson back, it looks like, perhaps even as early as tomorrow night. 29 to go, um, and you're you're just a, a tick off the pace here. Can the Pelicans make the playoffs, and what will it take? Oh, Absolutely. But it's got to take a Tyreek Evans that's getting eight to ten assists a game because the Pelicans' numbers, when he's at eight assists or more or eight or less, are dramatically different, as you know. So if Evans' field of vision and court awareness, and we saw that, I mean, the four out of the five games where he had 12 or more assists, when he is looking and dealing like that, and he'll score. He's a natural scorer to begin with. So that's his M.O. He can get to the cup. He can get to the rack when he wants to. And when the opportunity presents itself, he should. But as the lead now, he's got to put the team in the proper position to succeed. So uh, there's no question in my mind they can challenge Oklahoma City for the eighth seed or even move up. But it would require somebody dropping down, one of those teams with a 19 loss. San Antonio is one of them, but they're moving up. I see San Antonio as the fourth seed anyway before it's all said and done. So uh, the Clippers, we'll see what happens with the Clippers. They're going to miss Blake Griffin for at least two or three more weeks. Uh, they're in a difficult position. There, there's one team that is going to fall, and 
besides Phoenix, in my estimation. Now, who is that? Can, can the Pelicans get there as well? Because Oklahoma City, to me, with their schedule, they should be in the top eight. Out of the next six, how many do you win? Out of the next six for the Pels? Yeah, because I'm looking at the schedule here. Let me just run this down with you before we get out of here. Uh, Orlando and Miami, as you know, this weekend. Then home next week to Toronto, Brooklyn, and Miami. And then at Denver to March 1st. That's the next six. Um, we've always talked about, Joel, that want to put together a significant streak. Is this a right. chance here to do so? Well, you've got to hit the bare minimum four, but the ultimate five. That that has to happen to make a realistic run because you're running out of racing. They're, the dates are dwindling. So as we talk about how many games are left for Oklahoma City to have 17 of their 29 at home with the Pelicans because it's kind of split home and road, uh, the breakdown for them. Uh, yeah, they have to take four and five as the ultimate. There's no question about that to be serious contenders for the eighth slot. Isn't it fun, though, to come out of the All-Star break and have a playoff conversation? Yeah, it's actually, you know what, it's great. And, and it would even be better, as you and I both know, if Drew Holiday was healthy. Yeah. That's, the, that's the awful news. That's the part that hurts so much because of what he brings to the table. And we like him, you know, as, a, as off the floor as much and on the floor is exceptional. He does so many things for the team, and especially as a perimeter defender. Without a doubt, Joel Myers with us from NBA Radio on Sirius XM and, of course, the television voice of the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. I will see you at the plane, and let's have a great start to the stretch run here, Joel. Uh, back-to-back wins, Orlando, Miami. Have to have them. Thank yep. you. You bet. Joe Myers with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue. More Pelicans coming up right after this timeout. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. This is Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, so far so good. John DeShazer, Joe Myers with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, let's uh, talk a little more Pelicans. The uh, Pels leave today for Orlando. They'll make the uh, Florida trip today with Orlando on Friday and Miami on Saturday. Um, I kind of like the fact that we've knocked out the Sunshine State one weekend here uh, on the NBA schedule. I think it's two good games to come out of the All-Star break with. Um, the Pelicans practiced yesterday and then again today. Uh, yesterday, both Ryan Anderson and Anthony Davis, who missed time prior to the All-Star break, were back on the practice floor. We learned a little bit more about the elbow injury that's been bothering Ryan Anderson. He also speaks now to the further absence of Drew Holiday with the media yesterday. How's the golden elbow there? Can you shoot? <laughs> the golden elbow. Yeah, can you shoot uh, Yeah, I went through practice today. And, um you know, through break, I think having some rest on it was good. And um, uh, today was the first day that I really started to shoot a little bit on it and do some things on it. And 
I, it's still, I, you know, I can feel it. It's still something. It's in a, uh, a ligament that's just sore, you know, and it's in an area when I fully extend my elbow, I can really feel it, uh, especially when I'm shooting long-distance shots. But um, So I still, I still feel it, but, um, you know, it's something that there's a lot of treatment, and we're, I'm using this kinesio tape, and I have this sleeve on and all this stuff. So I, I definitely want to um, get back as soon as possible and... Um, you know, today was a good day of practice, but tomorrow we're going to get into a little bit more contact and um, definitely see how it feels then. But I'm I'm going to do whatever I can to get back. Yeah. So right now you don't know if you're quick side this weekend. I'm going to try and and definitely that's my goal. You know, but um, you know I, I want to feel it out tomorrow when we, when we play more contact. I imagine this team is looking forward to being whole for the first time in a month, and then get the news on through. Just talk mm -hmm. about how hard that that is, knowing he's going to be out a month. Yeah, um, yeah, it's tough. You know, uh, you don't want, you don't wish an injury like that on anybody. But obviously, it is. It's it's hard to sit out. I know what that feels like. And um, but you know, this is a second year in a row. I know that that's really tough on him. Um, so I mean, I'm praying for him and thinking about him. Um, but uh, it's tough for the team too. You know, it is. It is. Um, it's been a year where we've just had so many different things going on, you know, and, and this is another thing, you know, we're, we were hoping to get Drew back, obviously, and wanting him to, uh, to uh, come back and have the team whole, like you said, but um, we want him to get better and get healthy. I mean, it's, yeah, obviously want him to have a long career, so I uh, want him to get healthy and get back and be back as soon as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wish I could see him today here, you know. You got eight, eight back-to-back swept out of 29 games. What does it get like physically at this point of the season when you do when you have a lot of back-to-backs? Um, I think that's why an All-Star break is pretty crucial. Uh, eight back-to-back -back games is, is a lot, but um, you know it, it's something that uh, you, we know that this season is a grind. I mean, 82 games is a long, long season, but um, you know we've 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 had months this year where we've had really tough. Uh, Stretches, and then we, you know, last month was great for us because we had a lot of games at home. So I think we're definitely prepared for anything at this point. But um, we just need to take care of our bodies. Coach has made a point of saying that he really wants us to to take care of our bodies and be be ready to go. And and uh, he's going to figure some some different ways to do that in practice or days off or whatever. So uh, we'll be ready to go. We'll be prepared. And um, you know, I think it's just a mental thing. You know, it's uh, we want to grind it out. We want to uh, get that playoff spot. All right, we'll hope that Rhino had a good day on the practice floor today and that he is a go. He's your leading bench scorer, and uh, the Pelicans certainly need him as they begin the final 29. Uh, of course, without this goes without being said, they need Anthony Davis, who uh, I think made the smart decision of going to All-Star Weekend, enjoying the festivities and the honors that go along with being voted in as a starter, but chose not to play to give that uh, shoulder more time to uh, rehabilitate, basically. Um, I, I'm hoping, I think he's pain-free now for the most part, uh, but now it's the matter of getting it ready to go and being ready to take contact again. That would, was tested earlier today. Uh, Davis talked about the process and where he is with the shoulder injury as well yesterday. What, what can you do and what can't you do at this point? Uh, so I can do everything. Um, I'm going to do practice today. It felt good. So. You actually shot the ball? And yeah. Well, we're going to see. You know, uh, we got another practice tomorrow, contact practice. See how it feels and uh, make a decision from there. So you had a contact today? No, there's no contact today.
what has it been like for you? I mean, did you, um, was it disappointment not playing an All-Star? Did you kind of gather, um, took in everything, got experience? I mean, what, what was your All-Star experience like from that point? Well, it was fun, you know, being around all them guys, um, coaches, um, you know, hanging out with some kids, you know, the appearances we had, you know, our events, and it was a cool little deal, you know. Still to the point I couldn't play, but at the same time, you know, I still try to enjoy myself. So you, you know, you're being evaluated day to day, and you got your situation right Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what challenges do you feel this team has with um, 29 games to go with this possibility that Drew could miss a month or whatever? We don't know how long, but, but what, what is the challenge for you guys? He's out for at least another three weeks. Probably another month or more. So, what what is the challenge for you and the guys to um, to overcome that? I mean, we play without you for a month, you know. So, I mean, that's just going to change. Um, yeah, coming out, you know, with the mindset of playing defense, um, doing it on the defensive end, you know, not worrying so much about offense, just let it happen. Uh, and if we do that, you know, these last twenty games, twenty nine games, you know, we'd be good to us. We can go out there and have fun, you know, play with each other. I think they said when we share the ball. We're seventh you know, or eighth or something like that in efficiency. So um, we got to focus on that. And uh, these last 29 games, you know, will be beneficial for us. How much was his on-the-ball <coughs> defense miss? Drew, Drew's on-the-ball defense miss? Well, that was missed tremendously, you know. But um, Eric did the same thing. You know, uh, Tyreek, you know, all our guys. And, uh, put Dante up there, you know, whoever. All our guys can defend. Um, not perimeter player. So, you know, it's... No one plays defense like him on the ball. I think he's probably the best in the league, but um, you know, the guys have to step up. We have to step up as a team defensively and uh, try to make up that gap. All right, so there you have it. We'll hopefully have more news for you tomorrow from Orlando. That's where the Black and Blue Report will originate from as the Pelicans get set to take on our old friend James Borrego. He's now the interim head coach of the Magic. That's tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central Time on the Pelicans Radio Network. We'll take a quick break, then a note about the Monty Williams Show tonight. And uh, we'll wrap things up here from Studio B for this Thursday. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Monday, February 23rd at 7 when the Toronto Raptors come to town. The first 10,000 fans in attendance receive a free Pelicans Eye Wallet courtesy of Cox and Fox Sports New Orleans. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $13. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Coming up later on tonight on WWL-FM, that's 105.3 FM. For those of you in the New Orleans metro area, we return to the Monty Williams Show. It is a 30-minute 
uh, radio show dedicated to Pelicans basketball and centered around our visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. We have a lot to cover tonight. I hope that you'll join us. We'll share some of that with you tomorrow on the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, as we mentioned, comes to you from Orlando, Florida. We'll also take you back up to Indianapolis where we will hear more from our own John DeShazer. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. Um, Stay warm. It's going to be chilly one more time here, it looks like, at least in South Louisiana. Those of you listening arrest, uh, excuse me, those of you listening outside of our immediate area and around the rest of the country, they're going to be um, Stay warm even longer because uh, I know you're suffering through the winter much more so than we are down here on the Gulf Coast. Our thanks to John DeShazer today, Joel Myers, Ryan Anderson, Anthony Davis, and Daniel Salerson, all a part of another podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We call it the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.